0: The Bible mentions many times the idea of dwelling or abiding in the secret place. This is the podcast that will explore just that. It's The Secret Place with Derek Peters. You remember in our previous podcast, we spoke about the origin story in the Garden of Eden. and We looked at how the enemy came and introduced this thought of the doubt of the goodness of God. Can God really be trusted? He introduced a fallen logic, and the fallen logic sort of goes like this. God has power and therefore control because he knows everything. God can keep that power and control over you as long as you don't know everything. But if you can be like him, then you'll know what he knows And you'll only be free when you know what he knows. That'll put you back in control. And so we've got this sequence of logic now that says, in order for us to gain control, we need more knowledge. The knowledge protects us from what we don't know. The enemy shifted the source of truth from a loving, trusting relationship with God, who is our Father, to a knowledge and power relationship now. So now... We're evaluating God. God is now an option to us, not the source of our life. So we look at what God offers and we say, well, will I take that or not? Or will I prefer a different option myself? So we're evaluating. Is the goodness of God the goodness I want today? Or will I choose something else? And so fear now becomes our master because we're now motivated by what we could lose, What's could come and affect us? What are our risks? What are the things that are going to challenge us and therefore take away from our security and our sense of belonging? So we're outside now of the thoughts of God. But remember, it's not God that's authored this, it's us. We've decided to hide in the bush. We've decided to look at ourselves and say, well, we're naked. And God said to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, who told you you were naked? Where did you get that thought from? Who told you? Because I didn't give you that thought. You created that thought yourself. There were two very different responses between Adam and God in the Garden of Eden. Probably the best thing we could do is look at this scripture, because this is the scripture where we see the drama of the two responses played out. Genesis 3 says, and they, being Adam and Eve, heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. And God said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree from which I commanded you you should not eat? It's interesting if you look at some of the Hebrew words, how it brings out greater meaning. When the Bible says they heard the sound, that word in the Hebrew is the word shema, which means a hearing heart. So the hearing heart heard the sound of the Lord God walking. That word walking is the word halak, which actually means moving towards. In the garden, in the cool of the day, that word cool is actually ruach, which means spirit. So if we were to paraphrase this according to the Hebrew, it's Adam felt in his hearing heart the spirit of the Lord moved towards him. Adam felt in his hearing heart the spirit of the Lord moved towards him. It's like today. That's how we feel the presence of God. We feel God move towards us in our spirit. There's a hearing heart on the inside where we walk with God. And Adam was hearing God move towards him. What was Adam's response? Well, firstly, he judged himself. He created a new identity that began with the words, I am naked. He redefined Adam. Adam's I was now naked. I am naked. That's an identity, that's an expression of who he felt he was on the inside. It came from the inside of an insecurity that had now gripped his inner world. He was naked. And the second thing Adam did was he judged God because he redefined who God was such that instead of seeing God as his benevolent father, who would never ever leave him, He judged him and said, no, he's my judge, and I'll hide because I'm afraid. That's an expression of a heart that has judged God. Interestingly, though, look at what God's response was. God moved towards Adam. In fact, God said, where are you? If you look at that in colloquial language in the Hebrew, he wasn't saying, where are you? It was a statement, Adam is nowhere. Adam is nowhere. He's actually saying, I've looked for Adam in my heart, but he's left my heart. Where is Adam? And so God moves towards Adam, but as he moves towards Adam, he can't find Adam present anywhere in the place of relationship that he was previously. Adam left the building. And so my question to us today is, who judged who in the garden? Did God judge Adam or did Adam judge God? And it feels to me like Adam judged God, redefined God and hid from God. And isn't that a lot like what we do today? No wonder Jesus needed to come. God knew we needed a road map back into the heart of God. We needed to know what does it look like to be in relationship with God, not according to how we designed it, But how does God design that relationship? Well, God's perfect design is Jesus. He is the prototype. He came to destroy the power of sin, but also to give us an example of what that relationship looks like. How free-flowing, how intimate, how wonderful, extravagant, and beautiful it is. He came into the far country of our alienation and our distorted thinking. And he said, let me show you something different. And that's the relationship God is offering today. Our origin story has never changed in the heart of God. God is relentlessly pursuing that same story. He's never stopped from the foundation of the world that we would be, according to Ephesians 1, holy and without blame before him in love. To the praise of his glory. It's actually to his glory that you and I drop our guard redefine ourselves in our inner world and run to him and to the relentless, wonderful love that waits for us. That's the promise of God. That's the gospel, folks. That's the true gospel that God invites us into. And Jesus is the evidence. He is the fusion of the human and the divine in one promise What a wonderful story, what a wonderful opportunity he offers you today. Can I encourage us as we pray together, open your heart again and afresh. Allow the sense of this beautiful relationship to come around your heart again. No matter how long it's been since you prayed, no matter how long it's been since you've thought these thoughts, it matters no different to God. Come out from the bush, redefine who you are, and be a son and daughter before him. Let's pray. God, what a wonderful promise you give to us today. We are sons and daughters of you. What a place of elevation, what a place of being seated with you in heavenly places that you offer us. It's a gift. And God, today we reverence that gift, we honour that gift. But the best way we could do that is we live out of that gift. Would you give us the courage, would you give us the faith today to see past the errors of our past, the long list of things that we hold against ourselves, where we judge ourselves, where you are not judging us. God, let the grace of God, I pray, flow over each life today. Heal us, restore us, that we could run into the arms of our Father and say, God, we're home. We're home. The place you designed for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. The Secret Place is a production of 96.5 Brisbane. This podcast is hosted by Derek Peters, produced by Justin Roulon, and edited by Joe Murray. Find more 96.5 productions wherever you get your podcasts or at 96five.com. To find additional content related to this and other podcasts by Derek Peters, Go to thesecretplace.com.au